Hey, everybody. Happy Halloween. Welcome to episode 13. This is the episode in which we discover the consequences of stealthing too far ahead by yourself while your party waits in a hallway somewhere. Before we get into that, though, we very, very much want to thank our new Patreon subscribers, John Henry and Michaela, Becky, Ed, and Rick. You guys are the best. We can't wait to start bringing you new content through our Patreon that will be exclusive only to our Patreon subscribers. Friends, this episode contains probably my favorite sequence of the entirety of Act One that we recorded. Do yourself a favor when you get about the six minutes from the end mark, just turn off the lights, close your eyes, enjoy the ride. It's really, really beautiful stuff that uh, DM Rob brought to the table that day, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, episode 13. Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 1, Chapter 13. Last week ended pretty intensely. Uh-huh. Last session mostly involved what happened. recovering from the encounter with the haunt in the visitor's room, yeah. gathering up some treasures, mm-hmm. some potions, you know, some, some amulets some of natural armor, exploring a, a, a closet and office where some horrific scene of violence happened, and then Gulliver, went off and explored about a third of the map of the first floor of this <laughs> asylum on his own. He checked out the library, saw that there were some rat-like creatures with the faces of old men nesting. He went through a hallway where he saw some mucus and smelled some antiseptic. He discovered that there was a hole through the bookshelves in the library into a room where at least one other creature that speaks the same language as the rat creatures was talking to rats managed to actually find the administrator's office, which was a hellscape of <laughs> rainbow fog and blood. Oh, God. And for some reason, we're all still shocked, Johnny closed the door and went back the way he came because he decided that's what Gulliver would do. We're all very proud of you. That is actually, the, like, if it, if it had been me, if it was Johnny, I would totally have tried to climb over the, over the fireplace and tried to get over to the desk. But when we left off... As Gulliver was making his way back to the library, he and a pair of fetuses surprised each other. The fetuses are squished into squares on the floor right next to where Gulliver is standing. They all successfully surprised each other. The little fetuses are rotting and dripping with embalming fluid. They've got glowing red eyes. They're vomiting and spewing out mucus and gunk as they stare at you. And... We're in a combat. Let's roll initiative. Everybody? No, nobody else except for Gulliver knows <laughs> oh, combat's happening no. yet. Good luck, buddy. How, how long since between us determining we were going to give him another two minutes and him meeting the fetuses? One minute. What is the DC for perception checks for sounds of fighting? Yeah, we'll get into that depending on what kind of fighting sounds start to okay. start to happen here. At the moment, nobody's made any sound yet except for the fetuses have vomited a little bit. <laughs> hey there, like hey there, Gulliver, what'd you get for initiative? I rolled a five for yeah, a total of buddy. eight. Yes. Buddy, 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 and buddy. Gulliver is holding back the vomit inside his mouth, ready. Right? 
kind of trying to keep Did it you in. pee yourself? Just a little uh, bit. Can I make a, an immediate action to save uh, pooping myself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a six. I don't think that's mm. going to oh, do nope. it. I, I think a little bit comes out, buddy. Yeah, I think so. I think it does. Oh. But there's some antiseptic near here. That's true. <laughs> I just drop my pants and rub my ass on the floor. <laughs> what is in your hand? You've got the dagger that you're sort of shielding with light, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's what I, I think that's what I have in my hands. I do not think that I would have my alchemical torch. I don't think so. Round one begins with fetus number one, which drags itself across the floor, trailing an umbilical cord into your square, which provokes an attack of opportunity. It's very, very, very small. You've got the dagger in your hand. You can make it if you wish to. Oh, God. Do it. Oh, God. We are due for a critical hit. Oh, man. Have you ever had one? We have never had one on our side. You have had one. <laughs> Multiple times. But none of us have had one. We this, are This is owed. the part where Gulliver is like, in, in his head, he's like, if I attack it, my extract goes away and I can't sneak back. So he's trying to decide if it's now. if it's better to wait. Can I can I make a knowledge check as a free action in terms of actually seeing these things? Yes. Okay, great. What do I roll? Religion. <laughs> <laughs> you love this. I love this, man. No, I cannot make a knowledge check on something that I don't know anything about. All right. Yeah, it's they are clearly undead creatures. Wow, that's so great. Is it better to? Try to. Well, oh, I guess man. this spell is useless. Uh, Just put it away. All right, I'm going to make the probably crazy, stupid choice to not try to attack them and see if I'm able to run and hide still. Probably won't work, but. You can't run, though. No, but I can move half speed. Okay, so number one moves into your square and oh, tries God. to bite you. Oh, God. Natural 20. <gasps> no, 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 I said. No, no. That would have been yours. Backed up with a 12, which is not a confirmed crit, right? Oh, that is no. That is okay. not. The fetus crawls into you square. Oh, uh-huh. You decide not to take an attack of opportunity, no, right, and it try. latches onto your ankle with its horrifying teeth, dealing one point of non-lethal damage, and the fluid it's vomiting out of its mouth starts to seep into your skin, giving you a fortitude save. Oh, God. Is this uh, by any chance a disease or anything like that? Nope. It is purely a skin irritant. <laughs> oh, skin irritant. That sounds so great. All right, let's see. The GM well, just natural made 14 arms. and I'm feeling very shameful about yeah, the fact that should, I did that not didn't take that attack. did not take that attack of <laughs> That's going to be a 19. All right. So, you're you're feeling pretty tough at this moment and you managed to fight off the burning raging rash that is threatening to consume your body. My eyes Kids are, are so disgusting. big right now. And we're on your turn. And you know what? You just encountered a pretty horrifying new undead creature. Give me a will save against sanity. Oh, God. Is this the same round as the fort save? Ooh. Well, that's going to be plus five. So that's 13. Do I want to... I am going to use my last inspiration today to add on to that 13 for a total of 18. A fetus is trying to eat your ankle, and somehow you manage to hold your shit together. What do you do? Hide. (laughs) I am going to... Oh, and also, it is now attached to you. So you don't have the grappled condition because it's so small, but it is actually attached to you. If you move, you will take it with you. In order to remove it, 
you can attempt a CMV check as a grapple check to try to pull it off of you. But right now, it's on you. Those teeth are in there, and that fluid is spilling into your bloodstream. That is... Who thought of this? So, so let me get this straight. This thing is, is attached to me, even yeah. though it's I'm not grappled. You are grappled. You don't have the penalties of the grappled condition. It's, it's so small that it doesn't penalize you. Am I able to make an escape artist check to disengage with it without attacking it? Yes. Excellent. And I'm guessing that's probably a standard action, right? Yes. Great. That's how I want to spend my standard action. Did you action. want to attack it? No, I want to try to... Well, like, literally, when he's talking about the CMB and stuff, I'm like, oh, man. Just take it with you, buddy. Just take it with you. No, I think I'm going to try to leave it here and get out of here then. Okay. All right, I'm going to make a escape artist check to see if I can get this thing off the of me. Get the fetus off your leg. Get the fetus that is attached, that is <laughs> biting into my ankle right now. Yes. It is literally an ankle biter. Yep. All right. Ooh, 15 plus 7, that's a 22. And you successfully kick the dead baby off of your leg. <laughs> okay, so that's my... that's my Splats on the floor next to you and stares up at you with hateful red eyes, vomits a little bit. Uh, what do you do? I am going to move, not moving half speed, but full speed. And let's see, if I go into the library... Uh, all right, I'm going to go through the doors. The doors are not closed. They're just still cracked, right? The doors south into the library? Correct. So I can run through them, banging into them and opening them up. I totally buy that. All right. I'm going to take a full move action. Uh, Stop right there. Something else As you begin to move, the fetus that is five feet away from you that seems to only have little spine leaf <laughs> arms that oh, reach God. about a foot or so. so a hand lashes oh, out five God. feet away and takes an attack of opportunity oh, as you start moving. Oh, mother. Hitting armor class 20? Yep, yep, that hits me. One more point of non-lethal damage. Son of Give me another fortitude save as it <laughs> latches on and now you've got a fetus attached to you anyways. This sucks that so. Is this making noise? Nine. <laughs> Hard. Fortitude save, uh, that's a 10. Because I can't spend another point. Ooh. Hey, buddy. This is a disease effect. Do you have oh. something that can help? I can roll twice. Great. Because of my part of the slums, I can roll twice when saving against disease, taking the better roll. So maybe it'll be better. Let's see. 14 this time. You do not break out in a rash. Oh. You've got a fetus oh, attached to man. you. Do you still want to continue your move? Is this the same fetus, or this, this is, is the other fetus? Do I still want to move? So you kicked the first fetus off of you, began to move south, the as you left that first square. The first, the second one latched onto you. You're now just five feet away, and I'll say that if you decide you want to stop. Fair game. No, I'm going to stick with my plan because if they're separate, at least I feel like I have a better chance. As you leave that next square, the first fetus Are takes an attack of opportunity. <laughs> Hitting armor class 17. Fuck! 17's a hit? Yeah. Yeah. One more point of non-lethal. And uh, it's both... attached to you. Give me another fortitude save. God. Are they both attached yep. to him? Jesus. Seven and natural 20. All right, so you're not breaking out in a rash, but you've got two fetuses attached to you as you're running to this room. Uh, and how far do you go? Where do you go? I dive under the table. 
well, so they bursting they into the room 20 feet ahead and diving under the northernmost <laughs> table. At this point, I am now going to roll initiative for the three creatures in this room, the rats with human faces. Give me a moment here. Oh my god, Johnny. <laughs> They're not that far away. I feel like we could hear them. I think it we hasn't even been six door. seconds yet. It's like nothing has happened. He just burst through the door and that's all that's happened. Close the doors to the library and go back to the cathedral. <laughs> oh, God. It was, you know, good playing with you. We're out of here, though. See ya, sucker. Actually, round one isn't over yet because I didn't take the second fetus's oh, actual Jesus. turn. Shut up. I hate you <laughs> so much right now. Okay. All right. It attempts to bite more through your ankles, but it does not succeed at damaging you this turn. All right. We're at the top of round two. The fight has moved into the library. The rats with human faces nesting on top of the bookshelves are aware that you have just burst through the room and dived under the table. They may or may not be aware that you have multiple fetuses attached to you. Rat creature number three is the first to act. Oh, God. You see it stare down at you, cock its head. I don't. I'm under the table. I, I would not see anything that it's doing at this point. Rat number three does something that is not detectable by you. Rat thing number one does something not detectable by you. Fetus number one attempps to gnaw, gnaw, gnaw through you. A 20. One more point of non-lethal damage. Yeah, another fortitude save. Good God. Wow. This is awful. Seven and 15. You are not <laughs> irritated, and then it's your well, turn. <laughs> you may uh, be irritated. Don't be presumptuous. Okay. If you move more than half your base speed on your turn, you can gain no benefit from this spell until the start of your next turn. Which so, is now. Which is now. So I am going to take my standard action to try to, again, escape artists from one of these things. Great. Give me that check. For uh, 23. You kick it off. Excellent. And then I am going to, I can't take a full withdraw. So if I move to do acrobatics, if I wanted to try to avoid the attack of opportunity from this thing, mm -hmm. I end up moving at half speed. Correct. So you'd move at quarter speed if you wanted to maintain your blend. So five feet. I am going to not do that. I am going to Might again- as well stick a five foot step at that point. Nope. Well, five foot step, it's just gonna come and get me. Yeah. So I am going to try to do an acrobatics to get away from it and move to underneath the next table. Rolling under the northernmost table to the middle table. Correct. Give me that acrobatics check. <laughs> oh, a four? Plus three for a total of seven, and that's not even worth trying to do uh, anything with. It's very that. small. You manage to, taking the second one with you, avoid an attack of opportunity from the first one as you <laughs> roll across the floor under the north table to the center table. 
All right, okay. so you are now in the center of the room, under the middle table, with one fetus attached to you. You ridiculous bastard. If you are <laughs> able to get out of this alive, I'm going to second hug fetus, the one you. attached yep, to you, uh-huh. bites you. Yep. Yeah, that's a good. Another point of non-lethal damage uh-huh. and give me a fortitude save. Okay. Vomiting oh, is, fluids into oh, come you. Come on. <laughs> Ten and fourteen. All right, you are fine. What are the t- oh, you get to roll twice because of the thing, right? Because the heart of the slums. Remind oh me, um, non-lethal damage, we start with our maximum or we start with our current? So encounter. non-lethal is tracked completely separately. Okay. And add that up. You also simultaneously, when you take lethal damage, subtract your lethal damage. If they ever meet in the middle where you have as few hit points as you have as many non-lethal, you fall unconscious. Gotcha. Thank you. We've hit the end of round two. I would like my friends in the hallway outside of the library to give me a perception check. Very little has happened, but we'll see how well you roll. There were some doors that burst open. There was a door that burst open. Ten. (laughs) Seven. Twelve. (laughs) I have a plus eight. If I can actually get out of this, I am going to be the happiest son of a bitch ever. We are so fun. We're making amazing choices, and I love you for (laughs) it. Just You're fatigued and sickened. Yeah. I can't affect undead with almost anything that I can do. Okay, judgment call on my part, but I think, Robert, you're right. The door was thrown open, and then in the last six seconds, Gulliver has been desperately tumbling across the ground in this room, probably knocking some chairs aside. I think you were aware at this point that something is going down in that library. Now the three of you roll initiative, and we'll start to slot you in beginning round three. Dora. Fifteen. Right. Uh, just checking my penalties here. 18. Oh, nice. Grip. 15. Plus got the higher decks. Um, mine is plus one. Right. Can't wait to make another will save. <laughs> Good thing they're not carrying knives. <laughs> Words hurt, Paul. All right, round three begins. Gulliver, you're hiding under a table with a fetus attached to you. (laughs) On the north side of the room, on the west there, where you know there were two creatures nesting, you start to hear some muttered sounds that sound like some sort of incantation. And then you feel this shivery tingle pass through your body as I'm going to ask you to make a will save. I thought he was going to say shivery timber. Shiver me timbers, Gulliver. Make a will save. Ooh, that's a natural two right there. For a total of seven, which I don't even think is worth trying to do anything. But I will ask, do they have line of effect to me? Can they see me? Number one certainly does. All right. They're like up there. You are overcome with this intense wave of supernatural terror. You know. I already am. This is this is this is <laughs> yeah, no keyed shit, into what I'm Sherlock. already feeling. You have the frightened condition. Great. You now have to flee as best you can, as far away as you can to the south from these rat creatures. Great. And the frightened condition will give you a minus two penalty on all attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. You can see as this fear washes over you out of the corner of your eye, little rat dude number one poking his head above the side of his nest, staring at you with evil eyes, very delighted that his spell has succeeded. Ray, outside the library, <laughs> you've heard the sounds of tussling and combat, doors being thrown open. What do you do? Uh, 
go to the door, and it, it's not open. Well, I guess well, probably slightly cracked because he went through it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's open big enough for me to have stepped Slipped through. through. Yeah. yeah, so you wouldn't need to take an extra action to open it up. You could pass through that space if you need to. Okay. I'm just going to... Can I peek around the corner and see what's happening? Sure. <laughs> you see on the right wall, high up about 15 feet at the top of these bookshelves, one of these rat creatures in their nest. No other evidence of any other rat creatures in the room. Okay. You can see that someone is under the table, but probably just barely about, you know, 20 feet, 30 feet ahead of you in the middle of the room. Um, I think the doors all the way across the room are now wide open. Wide open, yeah. As a free action, can I gesture to Grip, come to the door? Sure. And when he gets there, ready in action, so that when he arrives at the door, I place a hand on him and, let's say, give him guidance. Great, so you're writing a guidance. Next is Dora. If I moved up to behind Ray, could I see into the room? Could I see number one? Nope. This is amazing. And I can't see three or two? Nope. There's nobody there. Oh. Uh, I've left the markers where they okay. had last been seen, but there is nobody in either location. Hmm. We just did guidance? Yeah. Then I'll take another step closer to grip and give him a resistance. I'd love to be able to see into the room to make an arcana check on those fucking things at some point. Grip, you're up. Guidance is just for one check. One minute, one check, yeah. And resistances, that's the saves, right? Uh, it's the, yeah. So I'll follow his beckonings. Passing through Passing through. area there. He'll guidance. touch you out, cast guidance. Resistance. You can move into the room. Um... What do I see now, and do I have to make a saving throw for anything? I believe with those two fetuses being under the table, you don't see them yet. Okay. I think all you see is the one Ratman creature up on the right side. And he is 15 feet up? Yep. There are ladders all on these bookshelves that roll around. Let's say, let's say they're both at the center at the moment. I'll put the little dice down where they are. And they're, they're like on the roller, that yeah, type of library exactly. ladder. Can I tell, like, if the ladder were to just go to the north, mm-hmm. where would it pass in relation to Ratman 1? The top of the rail that the thing that's rolling on mm-hmm. goes within inches of where it's nesting. But it wouldn't, like, hit the no. nest or no. anything? No, That's too bad. <laughs> that would have been a sweet move. And I, he's visible. I see him. Creature number one. Do not see the others. Correct. Okay. Is the ladder necessary for getting to the height of the thing, or are the bookshelves themselves climbable? The bookshelves would be climbable. The ladder would be much easier. So up where the nest is, that's the top? Of the bookshelves, yes. And how much room between top of the shelf and ceiling? About five feet. So if, I'd, you, if you were if to if get up on top there, of the bookshelves. I'd have to be like on, on all fours. No, I think I wouldn't make you squeeze. It's tall enough that you you would be a little hunched well, over, but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't give you a penalty, for not yet, no. If I was up on that level, I'd be able to move and have reasonable yep. functionality, yes. it looks like. these are very large, ornate bookshelves. Okay. I can't tell that he's a caster or anything, right? He just looks like an evil rat man. Looks like a rat with a human face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to climb the fucking bookshelf and get up on the top of the thing and just try to move 
to him on his level as far as I can get, only planning on moving. <laughs> I don't understand the ladder, I'm not going to use that. The bookshelf's right there, why wouldn't I climb that? Fuck. Give me a climb check. Sure. 16. Alright, so you were in the middle of a move as you came in, and that is a successful enough roll that I'm gonna say that you're able to basically end the end of a double move on top of the bookshelf right near the entrance to the door there. That would use up a little bit more movement than you have, but I think you know you kind of like muscle your way up and manage to land on top of that bookshelf. Okay. Okay, this is nuts. This is crazy. <laughs> Fetus number one. Scuttles, slaps its limbs, trailing its umbilical cord behind it, scuttles underneath the northernmost table to the middlemost table, entering your square, Gulliver. You've got your dagger. You can take an attack of opportunity if you wish. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, like, I'm so fucking terrified of these things that I, I don't think that I'd be able to hide from them, right? Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer rationally thinking, like, I can hide from this and get away. I'm just now thinking, like, I just need to get away from these things. That, that, yes. Yes. Great. Then I will I will attack with a minus two. Can can you still do an attack of opportunity with that condition? When you're frightened? Yeah. Doesn't okay. say doesn't say that I can't just okay. have a minus two penalty on pretty much everything. Gotcha. So I will And uh, if, if unable to flee, you may fight. So I think in this case, while it's bearing down on him, he can lash out with the dagger, but then he's gotta when he has control over his own actions, he's gotta start moving. Nineteen. That is a hit. And I think that's actually Threatens a crit, doesn't it, with a dagger? You rolled a 19 on the die? I rolled a 19 on the die. That is a critical threat. Could we have the first critical Oh my gosh, critical hit. Side. Oh back my it up, back it up. Let's see. No, that's a two, so I doubt <laughs> that that's going to be a critical hit. Uh, let's see. With this magical dagger, it's going to be five points of damage. Okay. You flash out with your magical glowing dagger. You, you land this hit and the blade just kind of seems to slurp off of its gooey, amorphous flesh, it does no damage to it. It then attempts to bite you. Oh, son of a... Nah, that's a miss. All right, so it was uh, obviously obviously distracted by the dagger stabbing into it. Scuttle, 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 scuttle. Would Grip have been able to see that? I think when the corpse baby scuttled between the furthest table and the middle table, my buddy Grip might need to check his sanity. Oh, Grip. Get a grip on it, Grip. Plus one from resistance, is that right? Mm-hmm. A fetus is chasing your friend. Oh. A fetus is attached oh. to your friend. We really only just met. We're acquaintances. It's true. true. <laughs> I mean, I've stood on your shoulders. That's got to count for something. Oh, that was, okay, that's well-timed. 20. 19 Great. on the die. All right, you take no sanity damage. Ooh. Wow. Nice. Gulliver? Well, I, I need to flee, but at the same time... I feel like I have to at least be aware that if I just run, this other thing is going to jump onto me again. So can I, can I try to tumble away in terms of fleeing to get away from these things? Is he generally frightened, or is he frightened of the thing that casts the spell? He is frightened of the thing that casts the spell. Which isn't the fetuses. Correct. So Great argument. Not the thing I buy that. that. He's I to am. Get away I am. So right. you have one danger you're trying to get away from, which is the rat thing. You've got these other dangers, and I would buy. Yes, you could try to escape no, them. I'm still carefully. trying to escape. Yes, I'm still trying to get away. I'm just also trying not to get killed by yeah. these things. I totally buy it. As I get away. Give me your. Right. Give me your check. All right, I will make an acrobatics check minus two because I'm frightened. That's going to be 17 minus two, 15 plus three and 18. Success. So you avoid I the attack have... opportunity and you do, 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 
tumble, are you going to continue underneath this southernmost table? I am going to now move as far as I can to get away. So with that means under the table, over the table, whatever you will allow me to do. Are you bringing that It's with attached you? to me. The other one is. So Gulliver comes racing through the other door, opening it up so now Dora has a better view of the room. And Gulliver comes running right by you, Dora, with a dead fetus attached to his leg, biting on him. And at, I think at this point, I'm probably screaming. I think <laughs> I, as soon as the frightening began. As soon as the frightening was like, no, 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 no. Did he run past Ray? Yeah. Would Ray get an attack of opportunity on the fetus as it went past? This is a weird situation, but it's it's attached to his it's leg. Weird. I think it's a little. It's not in space. It's not moving on its own accord. How about this a point. sanity check? Oh yeah, yes. Thank you. Both Dora and Ray. You do have to make a save because it's so terrifying. Seventeen. Sixteen. <gasps> Neither of you take any sanity damage. Oh. We're just like, yeah, whatever. But you do watch as the <laughs> fetus attached to Gulliver's leg, in case you were confused at all about what was happening, continues to gnaw on him. Fifteen? That is a miss. Oh, excellent. Thank you, natural armor. Exactly. Oh, yeah. If it weren't for that, it bites into my skin, and it's like it's just a little too hard for it. <laughs> That's my new armor class. No, for the same reason. There is a mathematical difference there. Right here's my here's my last question for you. I doubt that. <laughs> Such a lie. For this move, <laughs> for my turn. Are you ready? I'm ready. Now that I no longer can see or be seen by this thing, mm. am I away? Have I gotten away from it? Great. What does flee mean? How it just says that I have to flee from the source of my fear as best, as you, best can. you can. Keep going. Does he get a will save on his turn to fight it off? He does not. This just lasts for rounds until it's done. Yep. So I just have to keep moving away from it. Yep. As best I can. Correct. Wow. And then on the north wall, even though you can't see anything, you begin to hear. <laughs> And Dora is in with an earshot of this, and this is not the Aklo language. This is some sort of incantation. Yeah. That's the end of round three. <laughs> so in this last round, we've managed to get Gulliver frightened for his life, supernaturally running away, trailing a fetus with him. One fetus trailing after him, now quite a significant distance behind him. Grip is in the room up on top of the bookshelves, pretty far away from the one rat creature that you're able to see but you're aware that there are other voices in this room in locations where you expect you should be able to see things and you don't see things. Oh, and look, look who's the only one in the room now. Round four, near the ground, from the base of the bookshelf, below the rat creature you can see, you see the books explode out as thousands of rats pour out of the ground and they start to fill a 10-foot square, like climbing all over each other, biting each other, biting the furniture, biting the books, and this huge swarm of rats begins moving down the floor towards where the rest of the party is. Let me guess, they're immune to mind-affecting things as well. <laughs> I don't know, you can make a check on your turn. No, I can't, because it's undoubtedly nature. Okay, the rat creature that you can see up on the bookshelves with you, Grip, he picks up a book, eyes dart left right left right Blah! and he throws the book at you as hard as he can and it just clutter, <laughs> clutters harmlessly off to the side he threw the book at him ah, i had it coming <laughs> ray you're up knowledge religion check on the thing attached to gulliver's foot yeah give it to me 
12? Hey, I'm still alive right now. I mean, who knows how long it'll last, but you know, that's a surprise. This is grim. It is grim. It's not. We're gonna do great. You don't know much about these things. No. But you know something. These are called pickled punks. Mm-mm. No. They are no, they're fetuses not. that have been stored in jars of embalming fluid given a horrifying life by some sort of necromantic energy. You are aware that the fluid they've been packed in and that they continue to exude is irritating. And you know that when they are killed, they explode in a eruption of irritating sludge that might affect anybody, say, five feet away from the square. splash. Yeah, exactly. Gross. But that's all you know. You know that they are undead, so you know of all the, the traditional undead immunities, such as mind-affecting effects that we've discussed before, but that's all that you know in particular about these creatures. Okay. I... <laughs> Ray's motivation right now is to try and help Gull, because Gull is clearly out of his mind and is currently being attacked by this thing. Screaming? Screaming. screaming. No, no, I, no, no. I believe in Grip's ability to take care of himself. I need to tell Dora and just kind of say out loud, if we kill those things attached to his ankle, they burst. These pickled punks. Of course they do. (laughs) And I'm going to move. You know what I want to try to do is steer Gull towards the cathedral. Like, I don't want him to run out the doors. Out the front doors. Out the front doors. Gotcha, great. So I'm going so to try to around. head him off. I'm going to try to usher Gulliver to a known safe place, just in case his supernatural fear might steer him in the wrong direction. Yeah. That's fantastic. Dora, you're up. If I take a five-foot step, am I subject to an attack of opportunity from the thing attached to his leg? If your only move is a five-foot step, you would not provoke. Then please uh, move me. Where would you like to move? Oh, wait a minute. Let me think about it. Um... I can't. Can you move me toward the door where Ray was so that I can see in the room? If I can see in the room. So the five-foot step that moves you out of the reach of that situation yeah. puts you behind the bookshelf wall from being able to see the rats. Okay, the then rat never mind. Man. Put me back where I was. I'm going to cast resistance on Gull. Sorry for touching you. Yeah. And then five-foot step straight east to just get away from the baby. So casting a spell you want to cast on the defensive? Yes, but let me think. So I still have a move action. Yes. So I will use my move action to solidify the thought component in my mind Great. of the brick building. Yes. Then cast the spell so it's just the normal DC mm-hmm. and not 10 higher before I take that five. Fantastic. Uh, 19. You're, you're fine. You get the spell off without provoking from the fetus. Whether or not it would have taken it in its grappled state, we won't know. You managed to successfully touch Gulliver, and then you take a five-foot step <laughs> away flinches. from all that business. He flinches as, he, um, as and, you touch And him. I can't see anything in the room that I might make a knowledge check on. Correct? You were able to, in your previous position, see the rat creature. I'd say you can make that based on what you saw. Okay. 14. These creatures are called ratlings. They're hideous amalgamations of rat and human. They breed with rats. They breed with each other. They breed with dire rats. Sometimes the combinations of breeding make ratlings. Sometimes they make rats. Sometimes they make dire rats. They are obsessed with 
books and knowledge and magic, they have this innate ability to read magical scrolls and read magical writing. They like to find those things and consume them. They have a whole bunch of innate spell-like abilities, you know, with that level of knowledge check, you don't know what they all are, but you do know that they have the ability to... Cause fear. They also have the ability to dimension door. Oh boy. So they can bamf out of one location and reappear somewhere up to hundreds of feet away. Not at all terrifying. Oh boy. Be careful, they can teleport. Grip. Well, here I am all by myself. <laughs> in <one. laughs> I, I tried to get closer. I see the mass of rats on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I see this dude threw a book at me, but whatever. Still don't see the other two? Correct. I mean, just leave and close the door. That's exactly uh, yeah. what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to scramble down that bookcase and try to hold the door shut. Excellent. I mean, they're just going to teleport in there with us, but... but I, um, <laughs> I haven't processed that yet. Yeah. I can only keep one thought in my <laughs> head. Head, head at the same time. Right. Gulliver, you're up. Oh man, Gulliver sees Ray step in front of him, and at this point, he is not still thinking rationally, and he's also realizing that he, I can't stop to try to get this thing off of me, can I? Correct. And I know that my dagger didn't work in trying to hurt the other one. Correct. So I can't stop to get it off me, and I can't attack it. I just have to get away, but at the same time, I know that if this thing stays on me, it's going to kill me. I am going to move past Ray and run to the doors to get outside. Ray, Mm -hmm. as he's passing by you, if you felt strongly enough that you don't want him to go that way, you could attempt a grapple check to try to hold him down. I'm going to do that. That's my CMB plus two minus two because I'm sick and fatigued. So just a straight up 20. Or is it minus three? Yes, because this is a strength-based skill. Yes. Right? He slips right through your hands. (laughs) That was was so close to a 19, too. I saw it happen. All right, Gulliver's booking for the door. And Gulliver, as you hit those doors there, you start to feel the effect of the the supernatural fear is starting to wear off of you Great. at that moment. You got through your two rounds of it. So where is he? He's right at the doors. The fetus attached to you attempts to bite you. 21. Ooh. Another point of non-lethal. Give me and a fortitude save. I will. That's a 10 and a 17. Nice. Man, I never in a million years would have thought that Heart of the Slums, this thing of getting to roll twice for disease... Would have you use saved every single round my in combat? ass so many times. <laughs> oh, man. I literally picked it like flavorful. Round five. You can hear Grip, this wave of rats press up against this door as you push back against it. Then this first round, there's this like incredible creaking and groaning and you're pressing and you're pressing and you're pressing. But the rats don't break through on that round. Ray, you're up. Do I notice that happening? Yes. With, okay. I'm going to run up next to Grip and join him. Dora. <laughs> this is awesome. This is so crazy. Gull is at the door? Yes. What is that thing in the middle of the... A desk. A welcome desk. Concierge. 
He's about 40 feet away from you. He is about 40 feet away from me. Yes. Uh, Dora's gonna go jump on top of the desk. Great. Don't go! Don't go out there! You can respond if you want. No, 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 no! That's literally like all he's screaming. Grip, you gonna continue to hold the door? I am. Gulliver, you're up. You are no longer frightened. Okay. In that moment, like, he's screaming, screaming, no, 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 and then all of a sudden it drops away, and you see this just, like, look of, like, absolute rage on his face. And he looks towards this little fetus thing that's, like, attached to his leg. This is what I want to try to do, and I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to be able to do it. I want to grapple it, and then I want to throw it out that fucking door. <laughs> oh, Give me a grapple check. Nice, nice, nice. Beautiful. Oh, seven. Uh, you know what? I do feel shame on this, and I You're do not like away. this thing. All right, so that's just my CMB. That's a total of 10. You have reversed the grapple and are now clutching the fetus in your hands. On the next round, you'll be able to do a reposition or a toss or a hurl or something like that. That is so awesome. It is in your grip, and it... Oh, yeah, it's just going to attempt to bite you again. Oh, you've got too good of a hold. It is like screaming, vomiting, teeth gnashing at you. It doesn't manage it to land calm a hit. Down. Fussy baby. Jeez. Round six. The two of you at the door, Grip and Ray, you feel the wave of rats recede, and there's a moment of hush at the door. Ray, you're up. I don't trust it. I'm still just readying for another for that wave to come back. Dora. <laughs> so I'm just standing on the desk in yes. the middle of this. Yes. He is holding the, the fetus. fetus. Probably no point in throwing rubble at it. <laughs> Can't really do anything else. So I will, ready in action, to use telekinetic projectile on it, should it get away from Gull and remain within range of the spell. Like I'm targeting the rubble that I'm gonna use. Yeah. And if it does anything but gets thrown out that door, then I will throw rocks at it. That's awesome. <laughs> Grip. Holding the door. Colorful, you're up. I want to throw it out the fucking door. All right, so what move do action I need to, do? to like muscle the door open and give me another. It's so small. If you succeed at a grapple check, a uh, CMB check, I would say you can toss it into the, into the fog. All right. Come on. Literally. Come he, on. I imagine this thing at this point is like, like latched onto like his arm or something like that and he's literally he's just gonna whip his arm back and then like get the fuck off me and like literally hurl he's trying to baby. hurl it hurl the baby out the door come on 12 plus 113 the fetus goes flying out of your hands into the fog as it passes little bits of the fog part and you see shapes in the distance Looks like there's something 30 or 40 feet tall with maybe 16 legs. You see a tongue about as wide as 15, 20 feet. Grab the baby and then peel back into the fog and disappear. Did we, all three of us see that? Yes. I shut the door. (laughs) Is there a check to be made? Collapse to the ground. It was just shapes, so it it definitely affected your mind. But I'm not going to make you roll what, sanity. What about it. a knowledge check? Nah, no, you just saw oh. shapes. 
you just saw shapes. So at opposite sides of this room, on the south end of the room, Gulliver is perhaps back pressed against the door totally. to the outside. On the north end of the room, Collapsed Grip against. has his yeah. back pressed against the door to the uh, library and the two of you are in the middle. Dory's gonna jump down off the desk yep. and let's block the doors. Yeah, I mean, like any- Like with the desk. She can't push it herself, but. Oh, it's a, it is, it is, is a, it's like, like a kiosk. It's a built-in oh, okay, okay, okay. There is furniture in the room where the birds were. And there's right. furniture and there's in the room. Furniture yeah, in that office. office. And there's rubble and there's stuff. And so there's it's like trying to like use. I mean, these things can teleport out, but like. Barricade, barricade, whatever. barricade. Definitely. Grabbing rubble from the do collapsed they, yeah. staircase. Do those doors open in or out? They open into the library. And are there, is it like, is there anything that sticks out that you could, that we could slide something through to barricade it so they don't. Like a door handle? Like a door handle. If it opens yeah, so into no, at this the point, library. Grip has been holding it. Pulled oh, shut. Pulling, pulling it shut. It. Yeah. Still, it, so no, no. You, I mean, all you could do on this side is really make a pile. Yeah, but you can do that. But we can do that. We could, if there's handles or something, they could be tied together, couldn't they? Yeah. Do you have rope? No. No. No rope. I could use my morning star handle to go. Gonna need that. Well, we also need the stores to stay closed. So in this panic, in this panicked moment of Grip still holding the doors, there's no further sound from the library over the span of the next minute or so. Nobody tests that door, and it sounds quiet as the grave up there as you're scrambling around to try to find stuff and figure out what to do. That doesn't mean you can't continue to do that. There's no longer anything fighting against you. Here's my proposal. We take this stuff that we were gonna, that we were thinking of barricading these doors with, and we stop up the hallway where the haunt was, where the the fungus with the eyeball and the teeth were and barricade that area up again. And go back to the chapel. And go back to the chapel. Yes, Gulliver is, uh, does seem a bit done for the day. Yeah, and so am I. Yes. Yeah, if we can protect them from getting, from the things from following us back to the chapel, I think that's a good idea. Gulliver doesn't say anything. He just kind of like hunches his shoulders and hunches into himself and doesn't meet anybody's eyes or anything like that. Dora will linger near Gulliver and keep an eye on him, but without being invasive. So then the two of you are going to attempt to pile some stuff up? Yes. So with that doorway down the hall to the chapel open at this point, after seeing and hearing the yelling and the screaming and the Gulliver running and the throwing of the fetus and all that stuff, you can safely assume by this point Denman is coming down with his crossbow, pokes a cautious head in the room, sees the two of you grabbing rubble and starting to bring it towards that doorway. Yeah, yeah. You need a hand? Yes. Is there something coming? Do we need the whole gang here? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. We do want to block up this area to make it as difficult as possible. To and we should work quickly. Yes. So we shouldn't pull eyes off the north barricade. We should just work quickly. Here's what you're saying. All right, let me give me a hand. <laughs> He's literally from New Jersey. Let me give you a hand. It's <laughs> piling rubble. You can actually make your way back in that office, grab some of the large, still functional What about that bookshelf. desk? That could be broken down if you want to take some time to do that. It'll take a little bit of time, and it might involve some slashing weapons. Uh-huh. <laughs> we can safely assume, you know, after about, like, ten minutes or so of work, you've got the beginnings of a barricade that can be built on. Yeah. You expect it would probably take you, you know, another half hour or so of hauling stuff around, finding things that are of good size to make something that might be more defensible than merely a momentary obstacle. Yes. 
You want to keep keep working? Yes. Is it a half hour to do that? Yeah. Dora helps just by tossing five power rocks at a yeah, you time. Throw, throw the small ones filling to fill in the, the little filling gaps. In the gap. I, um, yeah, I think it's worth taking a half hour to try I to do, make, too. do yeah. a better job yeah. of it. All right. During the course of that, then you would have Nasa and Mura come down lend a hand as well, while Winter's now sort of taking that position of immediately outside of the chapel, able to look up the north hall and look down the hallway towards where you are. So there's the eyes on all directions as this happens. Maybe about 20 so minutes with this extra help, you've got a nice pile of rubble up there that will do something. It'll provide some cover. It'll slow things down. It'll give some moral, moral, good moral feelings to the people. That's about it. We'll need to keep eyes on it as well. Yes, we'll need a watch. Well, uh, I mean, I can, I can stay here. It's pretty close to the where my usual place is. Let's see what Winter says. Uh, he has a little conversation with Winter, and they, they mutter off by the chapel doors, and she seems fine with that for the moment, but then it's going to approach Ray. What is the long-term plan with this barricade. Do we now need to set up an extra watch here overnight, moving forward? I think for tonight, yes. For tomorrow, I think we might be able to continue to clean out what's on the other side of this barricade. And you are confident that you are not being pursued? I am not confident in that. I can tell her about the, um... Rattlings. Rattlings. The rattlings. The other... Uh, pickled punk mm-hmm. that we saw, and the she would maybe actually uh, know something about those. The swarm of of rats. She does not. Be, like tell her about everything. Tell her about the, the the flesh ooze, the the haunt with the birds and the opperment brothers and, and their death. Like let her know what's going on on the other side of the wall here. With what purpose? What are you looking to do with this information as you convey it to her? inform her as a leader of her group what she's facing what she's facing what the danger is let her be the one to make the decision of what she tells her people mm-hmm. and to let her know that we do not intend to abandon them to this danger that we are aware of this danger out there and we're not backing away from it we just need we need to recoup right now great i will take you at your word i do hope these days are long. I do hope you will be able to take turns helping Denman here, watching until you need to actually sleep. Yes, Absolutely. of course. Absolutely. Hey, hey. The next rattling I see is going to be a dead rattling. So we're going to head back into the chapel and take some shifts watching the barricade for the rest of this day. As you enter the chapel, pretty typical situation. Loic is in the corner, whispering to his sister. You can see... Basilie has her arms in the air and she's she's doing a dance and she's singing a little song to herself and she's spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. She's doing it very quietly, like maybe somebody had recently told her she should be very, very quiet. So she's vigorous with her body and decidedly silent with her sound. And you see little Bates, little Haley Joel Osmond Bates standing there in front of the shrine to Phrasma, staring at the doorway as you make your way back in. And he looks at you, gives you a little nod, runs his hands on his legs, and then goes and sits back by Erwin, watching you all very closely. 
sense motive. Uh, 21. You get the feeling that he wants to talk to you all, but he's a little nervous about doing so. Uh, I'll approach him. Okay, he kind of steps up and away from, from Erwin. Uh, yes, ma'am? I don't know that we've been introduced. My name is Dora. Hi, hi Dora. Hello. Miss Winter said I wasn't supposed to talk to you unless you talk to me first. Is it okay to talk to you? Of course it's okay to talk to me. Here's the thing. I don't have any toys. Hmm. And he looks over at Gulliver, probably putting himself together, I imagine. Yeah, down Gull- Gulliver is probably at this point like grabbing one of his final extract, which is a potion of uh, cure light wounds, and taking that to like heal himself up from all of the uh, crappy damage that he took from the pickled punks and stuff, so he's going to heal himself up with that. And heals up a total of four points. I was watching him this morning. He has all those toys in those in those cases. And, well, ma'am, I, I, I haven't had anything to play with in a long time, and I've been very good. I've kept my mouth shut, and I'm not, I'm not being like Maeve. I'm not being like Maeve at all. I've been very good. You know, he he just has so many shiny things. He does, doesn't he? What does it mean when you say you, you haven't been like Maeve? What do you mean by that? Well, she's bossy and mean. Oh, I see. You're not like that at all, are you? No, I figured if I keep my head down uh, and I, I, I listen to Miss Winter, I'll pull through this. I think she's right. That's right. Can you can you ask him though when he is feeling better if I can have a toy? That's all. That's all I want, ma'am. That's I all w- I want. I will ask him. But you should know, Bates, that most of those aren't really toys. Well, he they're, plays with them like they're toys. Well, they're more like tools. You know what tools are, don't no, you? No, he takes them out. He lays them out. He moves them around. He sticks things into things. That's what you do with toys. Yes, it's also what you do with tools. I give. I wanted to repair something, I might... Can we hear any of this, or is this, like, too far away, or...? I think you can hear it, sure. He's not trying to keep it super private. Do I have anything in my... Are there... Is there anything in, like, my gunsmithing toolkit where I could make something that... uh, So I know I have, like, a a, a couple... A little bit of of money left to, like, build Mm -hmm. ammunition and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Could I build something that kind of looked like a fake gun? Not, you know, just had, had like, essentially, like, sort of the exterior of it. Sure. That would make, like, a click. Let's think, click. like, maybe over the next day or so as you explore, as you're, as you're passing through rooms and you're seeing detritus, that you can maybe over the next day kind of grab enough stuff to fashion something like that that wouldn't be dangerous but might, might have some clockwork element to it or something that would feel... I, I think of it like a, like a cross between, like, looking like a toy gun and being, like, a fidget spinner. Sure. Yeah. Something yeah. that he could manipulate and play with that would be a couple different things that he could move around on it. Great. Yeah, you think it would probably take you a day or so, but that you could probably put something in there like that. Okay. Dora will take the violin out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen one of these before? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you know how to use it? No, no. Well, it's not a toy. It's a musical instrument. But if you wanted to 
pluck at it for a bit, that would be all right. And we can ask Gull if he has any real toys for you to play with. Is it yours? I think it is mine, or it was, or it... It's hard to explain, but I feel all right in letting you borrow it for a time. Thinking about the preciousness of each of these objects. Yes that you found. Yes. She's I not think, going to like hand it to him and then walk away. Sure. She's going to hand it and hold it and show him how to pluck the strings and make noise and uh-huh. talk about treating things with respect and care. I don't I doubt she knows how to I don't know if I know how to tune it. I'm wondering if I can combine this teachable moment with a use of psychometry. As you slipped sort of into yeah. a bonding moment with this instrument. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and I'll use the burst of insight as well as so we get close to the... Great, give me that check. It's a, is that one Arcana? Psychometry is perception. Oh, it is? Yep. Oh, well then it's uh, plus 12. 20. You're sitting down with a boy as Gulliver is pondering what sort of clockwork toy he might be able to fashion for him to keep his hands busy. You're running your hands over the instrument plucking the strings and you slip into this trance. You'll probably start auto-talking out loud mm-hmm. to Bates yeah. as you go through this. That's awesome. <laughs> you slip sideways into the river of time and with each pluck of the string, little flashes of images stop for a moment and then they continue on. Pluck, they continue on. Pluck, you hit one of the strings and everything freezes. And you see an image. Now I'm picturing this like, you know, some of my favorite episodes of shows like Doctor Who or Buffy are those ones where like a single person or a tiny group of people has this incredible moment of heroism while something epic is happening with the main characters. So picture this quality of what you're about to see. The Zeppo. Yeah. So you see a human man wearing a strange, unrecognizable gray flannel uniform, holding the violin. He's standing in the middle of a street. The architecture is bizarre, but not in a dream fashion like you've been accustomed to looking at in in these dream visions that we've had so far. It looks like a real place, occupied by real human beings. It's just built in a fashion you've never seen before. The streets are sort of cobblestone, all of the structures, and it's very urban, it's a very urban environment. The buildings are all three or four stories tall. It looks as though they're all the exact same height in all directions as far as you can see, except for one structure, this massive skeleton of a tower, like black, iron, pointy tower that soars like a thousand feet over this city. Something terrible is happening in this city, outside of this neighborhood. You can hear explosions of fireballs. You can hear the roar of things. You see overhead strange constructs soaring over you, making these terrible mechanical sounds. You hear explosions in the distance. This man is standing in the middle of the street as troops of soldiers run by him in these weird fabric uniforms. They don't look like leather. They don't look like chain. They make no sense to you. They're all holding these long clockwork scepters. But the man is ignoring everything that's happening in this this occupied city, the city where a war is happening. He 
He's staring intently at this building. It's a meeting house of some sort. And he's staring at it. He's got these wide eyes, and his face is shaking with fear. His hair is white, mostly balding, and he's holding the violin in his hand. And he's staring at the front doors of this meeting house, ignoring everything else happening around him until he hears the screaming start inside. He raises the violin to his shoulder, and he closes his eyes and turns away and starts playing. And through the perception of the violin's memory of this moment, you see sound pouring out of the violin as visible light, which starts to form a slowly spreading silvery white bubble of protection. Now that doesn't stop what's happening behind him. You hear the doors of the meeting house get thrown wide open and you hear people roaring out and the man's eyes are closed as he plays and plays and plays and plays and plays and plays and sound everywhere else starts to sort of mute down as he seems to be generating a bubble of silence and safety with the sound of his violin. But the violin is aware of what's happening and what's happening is that the people behind him are tearing each other apart. They are eating each other in the streets. They are devolving into mad creatures of insanity. And they start to burst out these huge tentacles out their mouths. And like you see like limbs break off and they reach over and they stick a hand into someone's chest and pull out a heart, eat half of it. And then they like pull off their own finger and start eating it. It's pure insanity. But the music grows louder and louder and louder and louder and louder as this vision fades. Now there are things about what Dora sees that Dora will never understand. But what you as players would understand if you were watching this, say, on a screen. The man was wearing a gray flannel pinstripe suit. That was the Eiffel Tower. This was somewhere between 1940 and 1943. This was Nazi-occupied Paris. End of chapter 13. What the what? Amazing! Well, Rob. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarek. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. Fantastic. Did we level? (laughs) Ha 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 ha!